The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis. Dallas selects Emmett Smith, running back from Florida. We are just seven days away from the 2020 NFL Draft. And in, just in the spirit of being seven days out, we've got a seven-round DallasCowboys.com Draft Show Mock Draft coming your way. Welcome into the show. As It's crazy that we're just one week out from this year's draft. And with the craziness that has gone on in our world today, we can still focus in and see this new era of the NFL be ushered in. Hanging out with Jeff Cavanaugh down in Studio Day Heffrey below me. You've got David Hellman in the Hellman house to my left, I believe, or I guess to the right, I guess, on uh, for those of you watching on line. And then you've got Kevin KT Turner down in the KT Fun Layer. I'm Kyle Yeomans, and so glad you're with us. And so we're going to get things kind of going pretty early. We want to get through seven rounds of mock drafts. Then we want to also go through some trade scenarios in a mock draft later on, a three-round mock that we kind of put together as well. But David Hellman, you're the you're the expert whenever it comes to the Dallas Cowboys draft, and you're talking about hours and hours of watching film. All of you guys are, I mean, including myself. But at the same time, you put together this seven-round mock. I'm going to hand things off to you. This is a big moment. I'm going to let you run the ship for a little bit. Oh, oh, he's going to let you. I'm I'm feeling a lot of pressure right now because uh, it was once the illustrious Dane Brugler's responsibility to put this together. He did a fantastic job with it every year, and it's it's not easy because there's no way to 100% simulate what's going to happen in an NFL draft. We all know that, but uh, I spent a few hours playing around with it. I did my best, so with you with y'all's help. Let's try to deliver something that resembles an accurate draft. So let's just get into it without a lot of fanfare. We don't have that much time. First round of the draft underway. To some degree, it's not so surprising. Joe Burrow is going to go number one. Chase Young's going to go number two. We all think Detroit would probably not mind getting out of that pick, but if they can't, Jeff Okuda. Uh, some offensive tackles are going to fly off the board. Three quarterbacks are going to come off the board. Um, Jeffrey, you, you'd be devastated to know Derek Brown in this scenario lasts all the way to pick 13 hmm. uh, before San Francisco snatches him up to fill that hole where they traded DeForest Buckner. C.J. Henderson, another very devastating pick, uh, goes 14 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Javon Kinlaw, another one to Denver. So, guys, the Cowboys seem to like flying off the board left and right. Pick number 17. What if I tell you this? All of this, all, most of the familiar suspects are there. You got Caleb on chase on. You got Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray, Denzel Mims, Cesar Ruiz, Zach Bond, Trevon Diggs. One curveball for you. <clears throat> Makai Becton has fallen all the way to pick number 17. Hmm. Highly talented guy. Maybe his rawness throws some people off. I would be awfully surprised if that actually happens. But it's an interesting thought process where 
offensive tackle is arguably the best player available, but not a position the Cowboys need so much. So, with all of those options laid out for you, both of the safeties are there, the edge player's there, the linebackers are there, um, Christian Fulton and C.J. Henderson are not there, but Jeff Gladney is. I don't know. What do y'all want to do here? Oh, that's easy. See, this is Captain Trade down riding into town, baby. Let somebody come get Mackay Becton. <laughs> get on out of there. Somebody want this first linebacker? Get on out of there. I will tell you. I'm that is a very... No, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm going to be the dissenting voice on the Caleb on Chase on, because I think that's become the popular pick. And I'll be okay if that's the pick, because of the upside. But I'm not going to sit over here and pretend that this isn't a boomer bust pick with Caleb on Chase on. Nine games into the season, dude had two sacks. He has less than ten sacks in his career at LSU. To pretend this is some sure thing, I just I will not be a party to that, pretending that that's a sure thing. I'll be a party to being excited about the upside, but if I had to pick a player there, I would either pick Mekhi Becton, just because he's the best player, and just I don't know how it plays out, but it's the best player, or I would pick Kenneth Murray. If you were to go Mackay Becton here, what would be a scenario with Tyron Smith overall? Because, I mean, you've got Lyle Collins on one side, then you've got Tyron Smith on another side. What, what are you saying about Smith and about this entire offensive line if you go ahead and select Mackay Becton at this point? I think you're saying that you're getting ready to field calls, whether it's now or a, or a year okay. from now, I think. Um, I figured that was the But case. I think that's the thing that people kind of ignore in sports because – you like your favorite players. I like Tyron Smith, and he's still very good, and he'll probably be very good for five more years. But you have injury concerns. You've got a back situation that's not going to go away. So if you had something fall in your lap, then the best GMs in sports are ruthless. They don't mm -hmm. care about their players. They care about building a winner. So if the best player available... And in this case, Mekhi Becton would be the only guy on the board for me that has a first-round grade. Where I'm not cheating, it's not a 1-2, it's a first-round grade. So I would have to acknowledge to myself and my team that I'm going away to a different tier of player on purpose. And I think that that may not be wise. What do you think For the you sake could... of the conversation... No. no, go ahead, KT, sorry. I'm sorry, Dave. Real quick, I want to ask you guys, for the sake of the conversation, just for a minute... Let's say, okay, I really don't want to take an offensive player. I want to go defense. Do you have Chase on graded higher than Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen? I do not. I don't either. Uh, actually, I have them higher than Queen. I don't have them higher than Murphy, or, uh, excuse me, Murray overall. I have Chase on graded higher than Murray. I have Queen graded higher than Chase on. Okay. I think it's a classic example. Last time I was on a show, we had a debate about cornerback versus safety. Like, if you think Xavier McKinney is a better overall prospect than Christian Fulton, does that outweigh the fact that having a good cornerback is more valuable than having a good safety? I think even if Chason doesn't have as good of a grade as one of the linebackers, it's such a more valuable position. And I know you get in trouble doing that, but I like I can find off-ball linebackers somewhere else, right? Like we had this debate about Leighton Vanderesh and yeah. To, to their defense, like that looks like a pretty solid pick depending on his health. But, I, I mean, it's harder to find good edge rushers than good linebackers, man. My pick here is Chase on. 
You have a good couple corners there, too. I mean, we talked about Jeff Gladney. I know, KT, you're really high on Jeff Gladney. He's your number two corner over C.J. Henderson. And then you've got Christian Fulton there as well. So, I mean, the way the board lies, you have your options. You could always go with Jeff and go with Captain Trade down here, but at least you have some guys that are going to make an immediate impact on that defense if you wanted to go defense or going to open things up offensively with like a Justin Jefferson or a Makai Becton that are there as well. So how do we get to a consensus here? Which, for the I record... Think I would still pick Chase on. That's... And for the record, like, what I'm trying to do here is simulate what I think the Cowboys would do. Like, not what I necessarily want to do. Which is why I think at the end of the day, you're talking about Calevon Chase on... One of the linebackers, you know, they've been they they visited with Kenneth Murray. They've shown interest in linebacker. I don't think you can rule it out, um, or a cornerback. But in this scenario, Henderson and Fulton are both gone. Maybe maybe Trevon Diggs, but I lean toward Chase on. And and for the record, the fact that there's so many people talking about it probably means it won't happen. But it just seems like it makes sense to me. Mm. It makes sense. And you can pick you can pick Chase on here, Jeff, without actually completely saying it's a lock of a pick. I think everybody agrees on the fact that it's boomer bust. Yeah, yeah. I would um <clears throat> the problem is is some of the other guys are a little bit of boomer bust too, because I think if I'm forced to pick a player there and even for the Cowboys it may be realistic because I've heard they visited with Patrick Queen too. Uh they're interested mm-hmm. in first round linebackers. Yep. So, no, 100%. I don't think you can rule it out. I would go Murray over Chase on while acknowledging that's not the safest pick either. But you might be right. The value of an edge rusher. Um, I'll, and, and, I'll go with the group on Chase on while quietly casting a vote for Murray. Well, and also for the sake of it too, Becton is not some sure thing either. A guy who's yeah. 6'8 and just kind of built like that is kind of – kind of rare uh chase on would be my pick here if i'm gonna roll the dice on a guy who like if it's not one of the guys i wanted anyways and maybe chase on is a the guy they wanted i'm gonna roll a dice on an edge rusher before i roll a dice on a linebacker especially right. for this team where they're at right now for anybody listening that's not sold on caleb on chase on on the off chance that he is the pick let me be the sunshine pumper he is a boomer bust prospect i completely agree with that he is definitely not a sure thing He's 20 years old. He's really only started one season of college football. He tore his ACL the very first week of his sophomore season. He was a contributor as a true freshman. He's only played like 17 college football games, and he got better each and every week as the season went along to the point where he was a force come December when the when LSU was playing the SEC championship game and the college football playoff. He His... his he is trending upward drastically. Does that mean it's going to pan out in the NFL? Not necessarily, but I will take my chances with that when you consider his athleticism and his youth. Like, this is, to quote Dane Brugler, an ascending player. Um, does that, like I said, does that mean he's going to be an all-pro? Not necessarily, but I'm comfortable gambling on it. Let's do it. Turn in the card. Chase on. All right. Caleb on Chase on is the pick at 17, but I think we all agree that a linebacker very much could be in play. Makai Becton mm-hmm. flies off the board to Miami. They get Justin Herbert and Makai Becton without having to trade any picks. That's great. 
Xavier McKinney goes. Trevon Diggs goes. Jordan Love goes. Denzel Mims is a first-round pick to the Vikings, as is T. Higgins. Kyle, Jalen Rager's to, off to Green Bay. I know that hurts. No! Yeah. I know, I'm sorry. Honestly, this whole round, the second round is going to hurt. The round is going to hurt. Like, this whole thing is full of good players going. Ruiz goes to Cincinnati. Zach Bond is pick 34 off to Indy. Kenneth Murray falls to the second round. Uh, Antoine Winfield, pick 39 to the Miami Dolphins. Who else we got? KJ Hamler going to Tampa Bay. Julian Aquara goes to Atlanta. Marlon Davidson, a guy we know the Cowboys like, goes 48th overall. Jalen Hurts, one pick in front of the Cowboys to join that quarterback competition. Now, so this is interesting because if you followed along right there, Ross Blacklock is another name that goes. But really, the Cowboys opted not to draft the DB in the first round, and a lot of them are gone. Uh, The safeties Mm -hmm. went... A lot of the cornerbacks went, so we're sitting here at pick 51. Your options, your your realistic options. Curtis Weaver, the edge rusher out of Boise. Justin Matabuike, Buke, the D-tackle out of A&M. Terrell Lewis out of Alabama. Kyle Duggar. Cameron Dantzler. Jeremy Chin is still available. Michael Pittman Jr. Ashton Ooh. Davis. Jor- Jordan Elliott. Josh Uche. Lloyd Cushenberry. Uh, that's a smattering of, of options that are available to you. And honestly, you can sell me on any of them, depending on what y'all want to do. Names uh, that I would be very interested in at that spot are Justin Matabike, the AMD tackle, Jordan Elliott, the Missouri D tackle, and Michael Pittman, the USC wide receiver, where I think you could do receiver later. Yeah, I think it could be done later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only bring up his name because he's my fifth wide receiver in this draft. I think that he's really, really, really good. Um, and I think he's the safest bet of those picks. But I'll probably cast my vote for, oh, Matabike versus Elliott. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So you're not throwing Cameron Cameron Dantzler in there no, as well? No, he's getting a 4-6-4. Because I'm... Yeah, yeah, he was no, he ran a four three nine, dude. I know. Right after, <laughs> oh, whatever. and then right, yeah, yeah right after that, I okay. ran a four four six in my backyard. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. No, I would not consider. I guess God, Dantzler's tape is incredible. My only problem is it's really the combine good. is where everything is equal. There is no difference of the field. We're not trusting people with their hands who claim to be better than electronics. Um, the combine is what we have, and there's been a grand total of one corner that's run four six four or worse and been good in the NFL. One, and it was Josh Norman. Um, mm-hmm. So I would wait. I, I don't want him there. I think Matabike they've shown interest in, and I haven't heard a lot about Elliott, so I may lean that way for realism. So I would cast my vote for Justin Matabike, who I think is exactly what they hoped and prayed Tristan Hill would be. And so it's yep. tough to have to use two twos to get this job done, but at least this one can play. I have three of the guys that are mentioned that I have second-round grades on still. That would be Cushenberry. Uh, that would be Ashton Davis, the safety from California, and that would also be Matabike. Matabike would be my pick right there. Personally, for me, he's actually one of my higher-ranked second-round grades that I have left on the board. 
And look, they signed Gerald McCoy and uh, Don Terry Poe, but those aren't long-term solutions. I think Matt Abike is a really good building lock for the, building block for the defensive line. I know if we went chase on in the first, you are worried about coverage. I know that's an issue, but if I'm looking on the board there, I'm going, man, there's not a lot that's really exciting me. Uh, they didn't, uh, at least so, so far, I don't, I don't have on record any meetings that they've had with Dantzler. They have, uh, you know, mm-hmm. met with Matabike at some point. I, I think that's my pick right there, Matabike. And actually, not terribly close to any of the other names that you've uh, mentioned there. That's, See, I, think, I think there's only two names that I look at whenever it comes to, like, this pick. And I think it's Matabike or it's Cameron Dantzler for me because of the worries on coverage. But, when it, like, I kind of want to play off of what KT just said. Whenever you're talking about specifics – whenever it's the Don Terry Poe and the Gerald McCoy signings, like you said, it's not a long-term deal. This would be a long-term deal with Justin Matabike, and I think he would be a good building block in the middle of that defensive line. I don't think Cameron Dantzler's really the answer for replacing Byron Jones long-term at the same time, though. So I think I would lean Justin Matabike, but I would also just kind of keep an eye on Cameron Dantzler at the same time here. Yeah, I will say it... It hurts. I we're gonna pick Matabiki. I think we basically all just agreed that that's the best option. But I like I don't necessarily love it. It it hurts me that you're not addressing your secondary with your first two picks. But it just mm-hmm. hasn't fallen. It hasn't fallen that way. It doesn't. I don't think the value lines up. I don't think Dantzler is good enough for pick fifty one. I again, if the Cowboys draft Jeremy Chin or <laughs> Kyle Duggar, I think they're both good players. I just don't believe they'll do it. I, I have to see it to believe it. I don't either. So I'm not even considering those guys until I'm proven wrong. Um, maybe Ashton Davis, but I think Matt Abike, the value's there. The need is there. I don't love, like Jeff said, I don't love that they just drafted Tristan Hill and already need to draft another D-tackle on top of the veterans that they've signed. But, hey, maybe if your pass rush is awesome, it won't matter who's covering. So... Justin Matabike, D-tackle. Yeah, sorry, Just to kind of add in an extra devil's advocate point here, does it worry you guys at all the fact that we drafted an edge rusher and a defensive tackle and addressed that defensive line in rounds one and two, both of which that have already been addressed in the offseason and potentially could not see a ton of playing time for either one of these guys? I mean, they could end up playing a lot, but at the same time, if Randy Gregory and Alden Smith come back, what are we going to see with... Chase on, what kind of rotation are we going to have there? How good are Gerald McCoy and Dontari Poe going to be? I mean, there's a lot of question marks with both of these positions, and then we just drafted two guys in the first It doesn't bother me because I think the rules are free agency, you fill your needs, draft, you get the best Mm -hmm. value. So if those guys are the best value, you're not talking about guys that are long-term solutions. If Alden Smith and Randy Gregory end up being contributors, that's awesome. And then I've got too many right defensive ends. Oh, no. I've got too many guys that can rush the passer. Yeah. I'm cool with that. That's a great problem to have. Yep. I've also just taken two guys who I didn't think, personally me talking, I don't think they'll be there at 17 and 51, both of these Uh, guys. Well, and you didn't. That's fair. the, The point that you didn't want to get out of the first two rounds without addressing secondary I think is true, but that's also why Captain Trade Down rides, you know? Captain Trade Down is going to ride in this draft. We will get we will get to the trade down part if we ha- like if we hurry up. So we'll blow through the second round. Yeah, let's go then. 
Uh, Michael Pittman, Curtis Weaver, Terrell Lewis, Kyle Duggar, Cameron Dantzler, Jeremy Chin, Damon Arnett. That that one hurts. I was hoping he would fall to the yeah. third round. He's a good player. Uh, Jordan Elliott goes 67. My guy Clyde Edwards, a lair, 71. Uh, Raekwon Davis, who we know the Cowboys had interest in, goes one pick before them to Las Vegas. I'm not very upset about that, personally. Um, so here we are, sitting at pick 82 for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and, yeah, I can talk myself into a few of these. Um, Adam Troutman out of Dayton is there. Devon Hamilton out of Ohio State. Don't really need D-tackles anymore. Uh, Daryl Taylor, the end out of Tennessee. Damian Lewis, the guard out of LSU. Willie Gay Jr., if you're looking for a linebacker, you could do that. Well. How about Terrell? How about Terrell Burgess out of Utah as well? Uh, oh. That's just the sampling of the best available. Uh, okay, out of those, I'm standing on the table for Burgess here. I would, uh, I would kneel on the table for Burgess while quietly saying, "Guys, let's talk about Willie Gay Jr. He might be the best. <laughs> he might be the best linebacker in this class." There's some questions about punching your backup quarterback in the face and other uh, things. He's got stuff. Other things. But if we're talking about the player, Willie Gay Jr. might be a first-rounder. So, But I love Burgess. The safety, they can cover the slot, they can play deep, they can tackle. Uh, I like Terrell Burgess a lot, a lot, a lot. So I will, uh, I will second Kyle wanting to pick him. What do you have for me at cornerback, Dave, and what do you have for me at wide receiver? Yeah, that is – so you guys know that I'm all about drafting a wide receiver, and this this mock really bummed me out because it kind of got cleaned out, at least in terms of the value. Uh, I mean, Michael Pittman's gone. Chase Claypool's gone. Um, if we're talking – I mean, third round, Lynn Bowden Jr.'s still there. Uh, who else is still there? Donovan Peoples. That's a little jo- rich for Bowden, though. No, I agree. Donovan Peoples Jones is still there. Van Jefferson is still there. Devin Duvernay is still there. But in this scenario, like all of your, you know, your probably top six or seven of them have all been drafted at this point. Reggie Robinson, my cornerback there from Tulsa. Oh, you're trying to go around uh, yeah, early on him. I'm not going around early. He's going top 100. Trying to go he he is still there. I would take him top 100. I wouldn't take him over Burgess. I got Burgess as a 2-3. I got Robinson as a 2-3. I would agree. I might load up on Daryl Taylor from Tennessee. How many DNs we trying to put in this bad boy? <laughs> Randy's coming That's, back. I, I know we just said it's a good we're not gonna cover, but at some point. If we're not going to cover, we better get to the quarterback. Um I, I can I can stand with you guys on Terrell Burgess. I don't really see them drafting a safety, to be honest. When they brought back Darian Thompson and signed Clinton Dix, I know that's not long-term solutions, but I'm just going to have to see it to believe it with them taking a safety and premium picks. Uh, I'm glad you said that because something that interests me about Burgess is I ball. think he could do some slot work. Yeah, I think he could do some slot work, yeah. and that makes yeah. him versatile. Uh, if you remember, Xavier Woods actually played a lot of corner as a rookie because they didn't have a spot for him. So the more you can do, right? And uh, honestly, Byron Jones did the same thing. And I know it's a different coaching staff, but when you have a talented rookie, just find a spot for him. Like, he doesn't have to necessarily start at any one position. He can just do a bunch of stuff. 
This defense will want that too. The Mike McCarthy and I know Mike Nolan's a defensive coordinator. That that defense that did like in Green Bay have a lot of guys who could play safety, who could play slot, who could run around and do a bunch of things. So I think Burgess makes sense. I'm okay with you guys taking Burgess if you want to go that route. Lovely. He is the pick. Um all right. Guys yeah. we like. We're getting to the fourth round. Hunter Bryant goes to Green Bay. Donovan Peoples-Jones is gone. Bradley Anai lasts all the way to pick number 96. James Lynch goes 98 to New England. That feels right. Uh, Jonathan Greenard yeah. also goes to New England. That sucks. Uh, Van Jefferson to Philadelphia. The Eagles ah. just loading up on receivers. They drafted Justin Jefferson as well. Uh, okay, now this... This really sucks. I was really mad when this happened. Um, really counting on K.J. Hill to fall because of his 40 time. He goes number 106 to Baltimore. That sucks. Devin Duvernay goes uh, 108. He's tear it up in Baltimore. That's what I'm saying. It sucks. All the good players are going. Darnay Holmes goes to Carolina. Leaky Fotu goes to Arizona. Lynn Bowden Reggie. Jr. is gone at 115. Oh. Brian Edwards goes 117, which also really pisses me off. Uh, Anthony Jennings. Bryson Hopkins goes to Indy. Now we're down to pick 123 for your Dallas Cowboys. Available players. You got, Al- you got Albert O. out of Mizzou. You've got Jacob Phillips, the LSU linebacker. You have Logan Wilson, the Wyoming linebacker that Dane Brugler mocked to the Cowboys. Uh, can I interest you in a John Hightower? Can I interest you in a Colin Johnson? Can I interest you in a McTelvin Aguim? KT's guy Reggie Robinson still sitting there. Maybe it's unrealistic. Maybe not. Uh, Richard Lawrence. Is Asi Asi on the board? Asi uh, Asi is on the board, yes. To me, this is Reggie Robinson versus throw Logan him. Wilson. I'm right there with you, Jeff. Is Hennessy on the board, the center from Temple? Uh, he is not, no. Okay. I've got Ossie Logan Wilson as a top 110 player for me, and the fact that you would get him at 123 and address a potential need but also build toward the future whenever Sean Lee's out of there, I think Logan Wilson would be a miraculous pick at 123, honestly. I think, Re- I think, Reggie, Ro- I think Reggie Robinson will be a miraculous pick there as well. And I gotta tell you, Asiasi too. Asiasi is gonna go top 100. I don't necessarily think he should, but he's gonna go top 100. For me, my highest graded player between those three would be Reggie Robinson and then Logan Wilson. I'm fine with either one, but I would stand on the table and fight for my guy Reggie Rob from Tulsa. I've seen KT fight. Well, the fact that you think he's a. Oh, I've seen it, KT yeah. fight, so um, I agree. It's between those same two players. I would probably go Wilson, but I will then factor in this team and be like, dude, we are in the fourth round, and I think we've mm-hmm. got a good corner on the board that can contribute as a rookie, and we got nothing at corner. Nothing. So I could get with KT on the Robinson pick. Do you think Robinson I... would be immediate starter, or is this something you're building to the future? I don't think now? he's starting over Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, or Cheeto. I no, I don't. But uh, Logan Wilson's not starting. Well, I'm going to say Logan Wilson probably right. ain't starting either. I, I, when I did this on my own, I made Robinson the pick, but like, I can't shake this feeling about linebacker. 
you know, Jeff brought it up. You know, they've talked to Kenneth Murray. We've heard that they have interest in Queen as well. And if they have a chance to draft a linebacker, a good one, especially this late in the draft, maybe they would do it. Maybe we're not giving that enough credence. Um, let's take let's take Wilson. Dane mocked him too. There, I think it may, Wilson. They they're gonna like Wilson. I don't know if they're gonna. What like are, we doing, they're gonna like what are we doing All in right. corner? All right. Uh, that that's I don't I don't feel great I don't feel great. No, you're I'm I'm terrified of the secondary. I'm sticking with Reggie. I'm sticking with Reggie Robinson. All right, fine, Reggie Robinson. Okay. Let's go. Let's Jeff, go. Jeff scared me. All right, let's keep Logan Wilson. Logan Wilson doesn't last long. Neither does John Hightower. A game goes. Rashard hey Dave, Lawrence don't goes. What's up? Dave, don't we have to take breaks or no? Yeah, we've got to take a break here. Oh, goodness. All right, well, we're in the fourth round, so, yeah, do it now. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll go ahead and take a break here. So when we come back, we'll finish up the seventh-round mocks, and then we'll get to some trade scenarios very quickly right here on the DallasCowboys.com draft show. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer, where you buy the latest generation of transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses. You can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor! Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score, September 2019. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show, segment number two as we roll along here on this seven-round mock. And before we get into the final couple picks here of this mock draft, do you want to give a special thanks to Dunkin' Donuts who provided some free donuts for us uh, today and, and they're having a really cool special. There you go. You see KT down in the corner. He's got some coffee. That's why he's rolling today is because he's got the coffee in hand. But they're doing a really <laughs> cool promotion right now. Send your Dallas Fort Worth hero a little bit of a thanks with a Duncan E gift card 
by visiting DuncanCoffeeBreak.com. For every gift card purchased through this site, Duncan will donate a dollar to the Duncan Joy in Childhood Foundation emergency funds up to $100,000. And the Dallas Cowboys, as always, run on Duncan. They were delicious this morning. You can order it. You can DoorDash it. you got all sorts of options here. I didn't even have to leave my bed, and I had donuts at my door, and it was awesome. So, yeah, special thanks to, to Duncan, and go check out what they're trying to do in their COVID-19 relief funds as well. So, uh, tons of fun there. Dave, let's go ahead and look at what we got here in round five at pick 164, correct? Yes, we are cruising through the fifth round. Uh, Pickens getting a little slim in terms of guys that we, we know the Cowboys have shown interest in. Devin Asiasi, the UCLA tight end, he goes off the board. Um... My pet cat, Julian Blackman, goes off the board to Tampa Bay. That's devastating. Uh, but sitting here at 160, 164, uh, we've got a choice. We've got Daryl Williams, the Mississippi State center, uh, Evan Weaver, the Cal linebacker, KT's guy, Quintez Cephas, the Wisconsin receiver, Jason Strobridge, the UNC D lineman, and uh, how about Dallas's own James Prochet just sitting there? Pick him. Yeah, pick number 164. Mm. Pick him. I'm just, I Turn mean, it in. Yeah, let's take him. He's a guy that I like a lot. Maybe maybe I'm biased, but the Cowboys need a receiver. Pick it him. really hasn't shown up for them in this scenario. They had a chance at Michael Pittman in the second round. Didn't pull the trigger. I think Prochet is awesome, especially at that value. I if also he, th- sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I also think that he's going to make a, a legitimate impact in special teams as well. This is a guy who returned kicks, returned punts, and did that electrifyingly in college. So I think James Prochet is not only a guy that's going to make an impact in the slot and have an unreal catch radius, but he's going to be a good special teams guy for you too. Pick him. Pick there are, him. All right. He's the pick. There are other receivers that I'd rather draft, but at, pick, at 164, I can't argue with it. I really can't. Uh, okay, cruising, cruising. Darrell Williams goes right after that. Jason Strobridge goes. Eno Benjamin, one of my favorite names in the draft. Ooh. He's off to Tennessee. 179. We didn't have to wait that long. Uh, Cowboys on the clock. Who's available? Uh, Darrington Evans is there. If you know, if you want to fill out the running back depth chart. Jawan Jennings is there. Lamar wait, 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 wait. KT, did you just on Darrington Evans make a mm sound? No, that was Kyle, me. you made mm sound? <laughs> I like him a lot. Yeah. I like him because if you get to the outside oh. and get to the tackles, then he's unstoppable no, because he's a lightning You're good. Ball. I thought that was a dismissive but, mm sound. I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I think Darrington Evans is going in the top uh, three and a half, four rounds. No, I think he's I a think good running ball. back. I just don't yeah. think he's, he's I don't think he's going to go to the Cowboys. I think he's a, I think he's a lightning bolt of a running back. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Which, for the record, it, these mock simulators are not all that realistic. If you could see some of these picks on my screen, <laughs> yeah. you, you would laugh, but it's fine. D- Dave, is uh, Jordan Brooks, the tech linebacker, gone? Oh, he's got to be right. Oh, he's long gone. He's way gone. He's got to be yeah. long gone. Yeah. Just, look, just making sure. Uh, just talking but about the guys we hadn't mentioned yet. If we're worried about linebackers, the name that I have circled that's available here is Marcus Bailey, uh, which... The parallels to Sean Lee are hilarious. I mean, he's not as naturally gifted as Sean Lee. He was a freaking—he was a second-round pick. But 
the guy tackles everything when he's healthy, but injuries have been a pretty big issue for him. Uh, that's that's I our can, pick, right? I, I think it's kind of a no-brainer at that spot for Bailey, and Bailey I could have fourth-round grade on, so I wouldn't be. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally totally happy with uh, with Marcus Bailey right there. That's great. If if you we wouldn't have taken Reggie Robinson in the previous round and we would have taken Logan Wilson instead, I probably would be kind of saying here, I like the idea of maybe even looking at Dane Jackson from Pitt, one of the guys that I know Dave, okay. you liked a lot at the Senior Bowl. He'd be a guy Big I would kind of throw into that conversation. But since we since we ended up going with Reggie Robinson, I think I would I would definitely go with Marcus Bailey here for sure. If, if his medicals check out. Yeah. If it's metal, he's got the knee, and that's very yeah. concerning about him, and that's a reason that's why he's going to be going this late in the draft is because of that reason. Uh, but, you know, the Cowboys have proven in the past, though, they'll, they'll take a chance on some medicals. So. Especially uh, yeah, this Marcus late. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Look, the guy's, torn the, both a- the guy's torn both ACLs. That means that they've been rebuilt really well, and they're super strong now. He's going to be great. <laughs> Honestly... In 2020, torn ACLs just don't scare me that much. That that stuff happens. It's fine. Okay, uh, moving on down the line. Juwan Jennings goes to Buffalo. Lamar Jackson goes to the Jets. Benito Jones, who you know we kind of were out on after the combine, he goes number 204. Dane Jackson lasts all the way to 208, which I just think is criminal. Uh, he's a good player. I don't get it. Can I can I Whatever. interject for a second? He's okay. He's okay. His tape is I'm not, not saying good. his senior bowl tape. His senior bowl tape is good. His tape tape, eh. I'm not That's saying he's, why he's going in the yeah. sixth round. We're not talking about him in the fourth round. I have him, yeah, I'm not saying he's a I have him as, I have him as like a five six. So like I'm like I wouldn't be mm. stunned if he goes late. Is uh Colby Parkinson still there, the tight end from Stanford? Oh, one second. You're gonna make him no. Actually, I don't. Colby Colby Parkinson went off the board one pick before we picked James Prochet. He was the last guy taken before our pick in the fifth. I don't know the extent of it, but I do know that they had conversations with him at some point as well. So it doesn't mean doesn't mean a lot, but uh, I again I don't know. Am I crazy? And I'm not going to rule it out. Like, we know they like Asiasi. They've talked to tight ends. I get it. But, like, I'm not worried about tight end for the Cowboys. I'm perfectly not fine. Not either. I'm perfectly fine letting Blake Jarwin and Blake Bell. And if Dalton Schultz can do something, that's cool, too. Like, if it's a problem, we can deal with it next offseason. I got, I got other stuff to fix before I worry about that. Dave, is Texas Tech defensive tackle Broderick Washington on your list there? Uh, one second. Guy, we haven't talked about much, but I think we're talking what we're we're in the sixth round now, right? Uh, we're technically in the I seventh. We're going to the seventh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God, Broderick Washington's still there. That's a good little defensive tackle prospect. The other name I like at DT is Josiah Coatney from Ole Miss as well. Again, six seventh round type guys, but uh, really, Washington, really guys I've got a higher grade on. Washington is <clears throat> still available. Um, Braden Man, where's Braden Man? Can I get my A and M punter? Can I, I mean, draft me a punter here? 
you know, we've talked about their interest in Rashard Lawrence. Broderick Washington's a better player than Rashard Lawrence. Wow. Okay. High praise. Uh, yeah, he's available. Braden Mann is also available. Honestly, I would, I would love that pick, especially if he was still I hanging around. I did and that I yesterday. Don't think he will be. I did a mock yesterday. I took a punter in the seventh round. Why not? This team's punter hadn't been good. Oh. I mean, at this point, I would look at quarterback or special teams potentially. If you wanted to get a backup quarterback for Cooper Rush, if you think the Cooper Rush experiment is over, over so, with, then. What do you got on the board in terms of quarterback? And you're not going to have anybody legitimate out there, maybe like a Mason Fine from North Texas. And being a North Texas grad, I, I would love that, but I don't think that's the right pick. It's pick funny the that you, the punter. It's funny you bring so that up. Okay, so pick 31, 231, excuse me, not 31. Uh, some of your options here, you got to Kyle's point, Tyler Huntley, the Utah quarterback, is sitting there if you want to if you want to mm-hmm. take a backup quarterback. DJ Wanham, Ken Law's teammate at South Carolina, is still available. Um, Interesting. Le- Levanta Taylor, Francis Bernard, um, Josh Kelly, oh. the UCLA running back. Whoa, Francis Bernard's still there? Take Bernard there. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's still there. I mean, Francis Bernard, despite a quite an insane track record, <laughs> if you want to go look at his off-the-field events... They're kind of funny. Uh, Francis Bernard would be my vote now over the punter. I would also make that same vote and second what KT said about his experiences. Uh, on it, I mean, y'all are y'all are better. Y'all are more thorough than me. Can you fill me in on what these are before uh, I draft church, this guy? He was, yeah, church, he, he was a church mission guy. You know, he was a uh, BYU and then Utah guy. He was dismissed from BYU, I believe, with the honor code situation. But then eventually, 2017, he was out of football. Then he showed back up at Utah for his last two years. But he's a good player. And apparently he's matured from whatever it was that uh, that caused problems at his first stop. Yeah, and I, I think he's a guy who could cover a little bit as well. He's a little undersized. But, you know, and this where the NFL is now, like, hey, there's two things that he's very good at. He's a good open field tackler. And you may have a little bit of, you know, concerns about his play strength, but he can cover a little bit. And his exchange is online if you want to go. I mean, you can easily find it if you'd like. I'd rather I'm going to – that's draft show. priority number one after Let's I... just say, yeah, it involved a noise complaint at an apartment complex, and there's a lot going on there. Oh, Okay. Oh, I, you That's know what? Funny. I didn't know this one detail, and this one detail takes me all the way out unless he's gotten help for that, and I can have many people vouch for him. I don't appreciate the... What's, what, what detail, Jeff? I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a fan of people. Of this. I'm not a fan of people who use slurs. Ooh, oh, he did that? Yeah. That's not good. I didn't know that. Yeah. What, I thought, what I saw is that he threatened to choke a guy Yeah, that out. too. Yeah, that's part of that. Yeah, it's part of the same <laughs> situation there. Let's, let's go with. Uh, I'm still gonna go with the punter here, honestly. I I'm like back the to the punter. I like I'm Brandon back Mays. to the punter. All right, I'm taking the punter all day. I'm back to the punter. <laughs> That's a guy who can win you football games and set you up and beat you on the field position battle. We don't really believe Bernard. We don't really believe he'll still be there this late in the draft, do we? Like he's too good to be sitting there 20 picks from the end of the draft. I don't know. Man he or Bernard? Punter. No man. Yeah, but punter. I mean, um, yeah. Freaking Seattle drafted Dixon in the third round. 
Well, Dixon was special now. Dixon, you know, that's a that's a, that's a leg there. That's special. You I'm know? just I'm just saying. I don't if if man is as good as people hype him up to be, I don't think he'll last that long. Like he's that sounds like a fifth or sixth round pick. Take the punter. All right, we're taking punter. the punter. Thank you. So that that gives us a draft class of Calevon Chason, Justin Matabike, Terrell Burgess, Reggie Robinson, James Prochet, Marcus Bailey, and Braden Mann. Which when I look at it in totality, I like all these players. I feel good about it. I don't know. I thought we won the draft. I think we got a B, B plus. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, we did we did what we could. That's the Cowboys have like so the much work to do. Didn't help you out here. No, it really did. It didn't fall the way that I would have preferred, which is why it's fun to do this stuff. Honestly, when you're picking in the middle of the the draft too, though, if you're telling me I'm going to get out of that draft with a B or a B plus, I'd be pretty happy about that. I mean, that's just not where you want to be. You don't want to be in the middle. And I, I, I'm a I'm a fan of what we've done here, guys. I think we've done some good things, not only for the upcoming year that may or may not happen, and the future. So, yeah, I agree. I think there's there's like at least two or three guys in this class that could make a big impact right away. Um, the punter. The punter for sure, uh, and then I—I I mean, Chason's gonna Chason's gonna do something as a rookie. There's no way, and then uh, my guy James. Mm-hmm. So I feel all right about it. It just reinforces how much I think work I, the Cowboys have to do and how few picks they have to do it with. I think after about six to eight games of Haha Clinton Dix, you guys should be ready to get Terrell Burgess in there as well. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Uh, all right, do we do we want to take a quick break and talk about a trade down scenario? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, do that. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and take a break here, and, and when we come back, like Dave said, we've got Captain Trade Down being represented here on the draft show as we're going to trade our way down and potentially move around a couple more times in a shorter mock draft when we return here on the DallasCowboys.com draft show. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more, do more. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. 
The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say, it's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. One final segment here on the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. I want to remind you to get your Dallas Cowboys coverage via the 2020 Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine Draft Guide featuring an exciting new look. Guide includes all the information and analysis you need for the Cowboys' upcoming draft. Get your digital copy today for just $4.95. You can go online and find out more on DallasCowboys.com forward slash star. Also want to remind you about our draft partner, Miller Lite. Brewed for every Cowboys fan who knows Miller Lite has been the only beer of the Cowboys since day one. Because when it comes to your team and your beer, there's nothing better than an ice-cold Miller Lite. And so we are glad to be with them. It's Miller time, and it's almost draft time, seven days away. And as always, they will be right by our side through the thick and thin. And we just got done with our seven-round mock. But, Dave, you're not done yet. You've got some trade-down scenarios that we're going to look through as well. Yeah, I think we all agree that we would not mind a trade down in the first round at all if the Cowboys can pull it off. Uh, So I wanted to take a look at what that might look like. Who knows if it can actually happen. These mock simulators are hilarious because what wound up happening, in every scenario I tried, the thing that prompted the trade-up is Justin Herbert falling to pick number 17. Um I don't think I believe that that's possible. Like, if Justin Herbert falls to, like, number 10 or 11, somebody's going to go up and get him. Like, I don't think anybody would wait for him to fall that far. Uh, But anyway, in this scenario, that happens. We could sub in uh, Jordan Love if we wanted to. But it's actually, uh, it's New England that wants to come up. I was able to finesse pick number 23 and pick number 87 out of the Patriots uh, to move back six spots. Maybe that's a little rich, but if they really want their quarterback, they have to pay it. Otherwise, it's also possible they have pick number 98 and pick number 100. So if 87 is too rich, maybe you make that trade for pick 23 and pick 98. Um, It's not as awesome as getting pick 87, but you would still pick four times in the top 100, which is pretty sweet. So in this scenario... Well, in this scenario, we've got 87 because that's more fun, but maybe it's pick 98 instead. Uh, Anyway, New England gets Justin Herbert. Javon Kinlaw goes at 18. Xavier McKinney goes at 19. Derek Brown fell all the way to 20. What the hell's going on there? Wow. Uh, We didn't trade down. Jalen. Well, just let me me do it. Yeah, we sit there. All right. Look, the, <laughs> the one these, time we actually do trade down and Kavanaugh, Captain Trade yeah. Down, saying we're, yeah, we're not, not trading away from Brown. Okay? All right. These, these, these simulators are stupid. Uh, anyway, so Dallas is on the clock at pick 23, and your available talents are Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray, Justin Jefferson, Caleb Von Chason, actually, funnily enough, in this scenario, is still there. Zach Bond, Yeter Grossmatos, A.J. Terrell, Trevon Diggs, Denzel Mims, Zach Bond, Jalen Johnson. Uh, who, you, who you like? Diggs versus 
Vaughn and Murray. Did you say Queen was there too? And sure Jason. I don't want to pick. I don't want to. I don't want to pick. I don't want to pick Jason because we already did. No, yeah, we're not going to pick Chase on in this scenario just because we already did it. Uh, okay. Um, that's the real, the realistic discussion we need to have is Queen or Murray because I think that could probably happen. Or Trevon Diggs. I kind of. I. And we're split I'd say on that, aren't we? Diggs, Queen, and Murray. I think are the three that I'm looking at in this scenario. Because we. Well, we in the first mock draft we saw how tough it's going to be to pick up any kind of corners past round one, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Diggs here, potentially. I mean, we still picked up linebackers, and there were linebackers available in that first seven-round mock that we just did, but corners were not readily there. We can there. get my guy, AEG. We can get Akeem Davis-Gaither later if we want. We can take Trevon Diggs here. I, com- I agree with the thought process completely. I, just, I will say that, like, I have, I have made up my mind. Like, if the Dallas Cowboys draft an off-ball linebacker, uh in the first round it i mean it's fine they could be good players and it could work out but like it just signals something big to me like you don't make that pick unless mm-hmm. you're drastically worried about Leighton Vander Esch or you're doing some sort of crazy scheme change like moving Jalen Smith to rush linebacker in a 3-4 you're not making that pick without doing something absolutely nuts or if you don't trust that Leighton's ever going to play again am i crazy for or- thinking that no, I think the third possibility is that you have buyer's remorse 12 months after signing a big deal for one of your guys. I think that's the third yeah. scenario there. Is Leighton Vander Esch health, scheme change, buyer's remorse on Jalen? I think it's very possible. Know? Oh, go ahead, sorry. Uh, no, go, go ahead, Dave. I just, I think it's very possible that they draft one of those linebackers in the first round, and if they do it, it it you can't sell it to me as anything other than a break glass in case of emergency. I, I don't know that he's available in this scenario, but just in general, I think we should talk about this for a second. Do we know their interest in AJ Terrell from Clemson? I I have Diggs graded higher than AJ Terrell, but there's going to be a lot of teams around the league that have AJ Terrell graded high. Like I wouldn't be surprised if AJ Terrell goes. I think Terrell might be the safer pick of those two. I think with Diggs. You're you're partially chasing upside. I love Diggs because of all the measurables. I love Diggs in man coverage when you let him play press man. But as far as the nuance of the position and being a more safe pick, I do think Terrell is safer than Diggs, although I would pick Diggs. Diggs reminds me. Diggs is like the cornerback chase on. Like, it's hard not to be enamored by the measurables and the intangibles. But I'd like to see a more polished product on tape. I think you've got a defensive staff here, though. It's going to lean more towards taking risks and things like that. They're not going to be the bottom half of the league in blitzing, and they're going to look for guys who can go be big turnover guys, and I think Diggs has the potential to be that as well. But, you know, A.J. Terrell's tape isn't bad. I just don't have him up in those top, you know, the top couple tiers of cornerbacks. His tape's not bad besides the national championship game. If you can get outside say, of that, it's funny. pretty good. I think people would have a drastically different opinion of Diggs and Ter- uh, Terrell if they hadn't had to go up against Jamar Chase because they both got absolutely bullied by Jamar Chase, and it leaves a bad impression when you see it on tape. They should have called Cameron Dantzler. Dave's coming in here and... I just think for as much as as much as we talk about Diggs, I just wonder what the Cowboys think of AJ Terrell. No, I just yeah. I don't I, I don't high on him from what we've heard. 
This is and that would be those two guys over Fulton. This is Diggs versus Murray for me. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Well, we're running out of time, so in this scenario, we're gonna go with Trevon Diggs, which I feel better at, better about having added another pick. I feel better about it. AJ right. Terrell does go in the okay. first round, pick thirty-two, uh, pick fifty-one. You still got Matabike, uh, you got Cam Dantzler, uh, Neville Gallimore, Kyle Duggar, Ross Blacklock, Noah Igbenogany, Ezra Cleveland is there, Kenneth Murray's still hanging around. Whoa. Oh, God, we're picking uh, him at 51. Josh, yeah, we're picking, we're picking Josh Kenneth Murray. Jay. I mean, actually, I remember now. I Interesting. Did not, I did not pick Kenneth Murray here because I don't think it's realistic that he'll be there. But if y'all want to right. do it, we can. No, no, that's unrealistic. Nah, you're um, right. It's not realistic. Who are the other ones? Akeem Davis-Gaither is also I don't there. want to pick Matabike uh, because we already picked him. Uh, you got Neville Gallimore. You got Ross Blacklock. Uh, Josh Blacklock, Jay, I would say Blacklock. He there. could take Blacklock if he makes 51. I actually do like Matabike better. So actually, I'll vote for the repeat pick just to see what it looks like. I would vote for Matabike again. I would too, but I, I could see them going Weaver. I could see them taking uh, a look Weaver's at Jonathan Green, uh, Greenard from Florida too, as well. Mm. Pretty good spot for yeah. him. Well, excuse me. Um, votes for Uche there. Uh, I like I Uche, actually, but I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. You'd have to tell me, me that they're that they're going to be a very very multiple defense and let a six one two hundred forty five pound guy rush the passer all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's as versatile as any other edge rusher you've got. He's a beast. I'll take Gallimore over Matabike. You don't say that, KT. Don't do that. I, yeah, just so said, I think I would do Blacklock over Matabike and Neville Gallimore. All right, Dave, make the pick. I'm putting Blacklock in there just because I don't want to repeat picks. That's boring. Okay. Uh, okay, so we pick Blacklock. Maybe that's not realistic, but none of this is, so it's fine. Um, it's a great. It's a great pick. So we're skipping all the way down. I mean, some of these picks are absolutely crazy. But sitting here at pick 82, uh, you've got Clyde Edwards-Elaire, who they talked to, but they don't need. Kenny Robinson, Cole Komet is still there. Van Jefferson, Jeremy Chin still hanging around. Brian Edwards, Reggie Robinson, uh, Tyler Biotish, if you want to get yourself a center. Uh, Raekwon Davis is still there. Damian Lewis... Uh, hey. Terrell Lewis, those are kind of the big names. Chin or me- Terrell Lewis or there was another name early I liked. I'd take Terrell Lewis, and I know his knee might be messed up, but Terrell Lewis's tape is, to me, there's not enough of it, but that is top 20 type tape. And, we- and I just, I know everyone's worried about the knee and it might be degenerative and all that stuff, but man, let's let's go. Third round. Let's roll the dice on a guy who could really help on the edge. And also not to mention you pick five picks later because of the trade that Dave made. So you pick at 87, five picks after 82. So if you don't want to pick a guy like Terrell Lewis or you want to pick a guy and roll the dice on a guy like Terrell Lewis, you can come back with a safer pick at 87. If you can take Jalen Smith in the second round, you can take Terrell Lewis in the third round. Let's put it that way. Ooh. Okay. I'm I'm on board. You convinced me. I had Jeff. Brian Edwards because I'm obsessed with drafting a receiver, but you easily talked me into Terrell Lewis. What about which Jeff? one's more likely to last five picks? Uh, actually, you know what's funny? 
in this mock, I did not draft Terrell Lewis, and he did not last five picks. So if you want him, you should take him. Take him. All right. He's the pick. He would have been pick 86 to Buffalo, but this oh, is all Oh, so now we don't so know. He's yeah. Now, so we don't, he's pick we 82 don't know if we instead. Can, if we can pick Brian Edwards or not, because we don't know if somebody would have taken him. Because he went to Buffalo. We do not. There will be another wide receiver that we like, too. There will be another wide receiver that we like. If Brian Edwards true. go, whatever. There will be another one that we like. We'll be fine. In this scenario, Lynn Bowden Jr., Van Jefferson are both still there. Um... Those Duvernay. are the only two big names. Uh, Colin Johnson's still there if you like yeah. him. Uh, okay. Pick 87. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire still there. Tyler Biotish. Cole Komet. Uh, Malik Harrison, Ohio State. Oh. Logan Wilson. Adam Troutman. Van Jefferson. Jeremy Chin. Raekwon Davis. I'll say Malik Harrison. Get their linebacker. They're going to want a linebacker. That's, I... I in this scenario, I'm picking a linebacker, and I would pick Harrison or Wilson. You could tell, you could talk me into either one. I'm just bored with linebacker, but yes, we'll do the smart thing. We'll take the linebacker. I don't know if it's the smart yeah, thing. Yeah, I kind of wanted the, to get the likely Lincoln thing. Junior here. Oh, you, Kyle, you yeah, want to draft my guy, LBJ? I'm so high on on Lynn Bowden Jr. I want yes. him to be the Dallas Cowboys so bad. I yes, think he, I think he would be so fun. Pick him. So I I would think about picking him here. Like you said, the safe pick is linebacker, but I'm bored of that. So I would I would throw okay. my hat in the ring in terms of Lynn Bowden Jr. Let's do it. You're telling me du- you're telling me Duvernay's there though. Duvernay's yeah, Duvernay's there. there too. But I like Lynn. I'm Bowden taking Jr. Duvernay. I, I'm taking Duvernay over Lynn Bowden Jr. You're uh, insane. No, you are absolutely Lin-Bone crazy. Jr.'s, Duvernay's ready to go right now. Lynn Jr. is going to need a little work. Lynn Bowden Jr. Gonna need just needs time. the ball in his hands. That. I don't yeah, care. Sign, sign Tavon Austin and let Lynn Bowden take his job later on in Third. the year. I don't care. I also think Van Jefferson needs to be in this conversation, too, because he's right there also. He's third available. and four, you gotta have it. Gotta have it, third and four. I'm dialing up Lynn Bowden Jr. I'm nervous about that. I'm not. I'm not I nervous at all about Duvernay. That. I think that'd be awesome. I just want Lynn Bowden Jr. I think Duvernay gets the job done. Third and four, you're uh, counting on Devin I, Duvernay to get to run around? No. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm saying you throw the ball you throw the ball in his area. Is he going to catch the ball? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is he going to get pressed in. off the line? Yeah, is he going to get open? Like, is yes. he going to well, have we a can ask that release? about every player. If it's third and yeah, four, you want Van Jefferson. He's going to round his route. Like, people Van Jefferson with Jefferson or without. For sure. Because his foot's hurt. We're going to have what? two wide receivers with bad feet. Pick one, Dave. Okay. Well, all right, so do we want a linebacker or a receiver? Let, okay, so, Van Jefferson, Lynn Bowden, Devin Duvernay. <laughs> Logan Wilson, Malik Harrison. What, what do you want? What do you feel? We want wide receiver. They want linebacker. We want wide receiver. They will want linebacker. For them, I'll pick Malik so Harrison. We all, For me, I'll take Van Jefferson. We all agree we would rather have a wide receiver, but we don't trust them to be that much fun. So yeah. we're going to say yes. we're gonna say Malik Harrison, linebacker out of Ohio State. They pump out pretty good defensive right. players up there in Which Columbus. Which is a good pick. So – 
I I didn't do the full seven rounds, but that trade down gets you Trevon Diggs. Uh, who'd we draft in the second? I already forgot. Uh, Ross Blacklock. Terrell Lewis. And our, yeah, Terrell Lewis. So, I mean, we we just fixed our whole defense in one nice little trade back, so that's fun. What up? Captain Trade Down uh, rides. Captain Trade Down. I got to say, <laughs> even though we guys have had Derek Brown. I'm driving the damn I'm driving the damn Kalevon Chase on bandwagon, but if you could get out of that pick and add another top hundred pick, I'm I'm very here for it. I would be I would be excited about that. I agree. I Especially agree when you could potentially get the same guy at twenty three that you did at seventeen. Which again what we're this, talking about. That won't I happen. did my best, but I did my best, but this simulator was laughably inaccurate. So, but the things we were, the players we were talking about down there were exciting at the in the back end there in the nineties. I that's how you know, dude. The picks like pick fifty to one hundred is just going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of value to be had there, and I hope the Cowboys can add to their pick total in that range. But if they don't, I really I don't feel bad about a Caleb on Chase on pick. I'm terrified about what picking a linebacker in the first round means, but Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen are both good players, so at least there's that. Well, I think we did good work today. Yeah, I, I think there's plenty of options with the Cowboys, whether it be trading down, whether it be sitting tight and then trying to draft here and there. Dave, thanks so much for putting that together. I know that took a lot of time out of your day over the past week. and No we've worries. Got, uh, we've got seven days to the draft, boys. We've got seven days. It's crazy that it's already here, guys. Let's get it. Can't wait. So, of course, all of us will be involved with the Cowboys draft coverage over the next week. There's going to be some more announcements to come over the next seven days as well in regards to what shows we're going to be on and, and where we're going to be both on 105.3 The Fan, also on DallasCowboys.com and our various platforms as well. But for Jeff Cavanaugh, for Kevin Turner, for David Hellman, I'm Kyle Yeomans saying so long. Thanks so much for watching the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!